ignorant, whether passively or intentionally. We have no chance to see the truth for what it is. move about in a foggy bliss of unawareness. If we make ourselves ignorant, if we actively delude ourselves, then we are making a terrible mistake. We rob ourselves of the clarity of truths. We miss the beauty as well as the full depth and worth of the universe. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. This is KPOO San Francisco. I am London. I am so happy to be with you guys today. This is the prison focus segment. I miss you guys. I feel like I haven't been here for a second. Of course, it's just been crazy. Um, Pretty wild morning, but, you know, just taking a moment to sit in gratitude and just what my friend had uh, recommended me to just breathe and just focus on my breath. And I just appreciate just surrounding myself around good folks who can just remind me of those important things at times so I can just get grounded, focused, and just keep it moving. And now I am ready to do this show, and we have a great one for you guys today. We're going to be talking about voting rights. Uh, We have a sis that's coming on who is just going to be schooling us and um, looking forward to it. Blind, can't see the signs of endangered time. What's going on? Uh-huh. 
Father. Father, help us. Come on. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Yeah. Oh, but who are they to judge us? Together we can all be strong. Bothering Marvin, wise words forever remain Dealing with these modern day problems Cause of ignorance surrounding me and my constituents Too many affected, too many lives diminishing Nobody saved Protestants, Jews, Blacks and Whites, Latinos and Asians Pray together, let's fight, we better unite As genocide, chemical war, and the rich and the poor Know that God delivers a cure It's a shame, our reality is devastating People praying for a cure and dying while they waiting Ask the Lord for the comfort and the strength to face it All the kids with dreams won't get the chance to chase it Makes me sad, think about the lives they would've had yeah. Think about the orphan babies got my moms and dads How can we sit back and not try to make it right? We gotta come together, we gotta fight for life Somebody tell me what's going on We got human beings using humans for a bomb But everybody wanna live Don't nobody really wanna die You feeling me right? I can't be watching people die I'm watching people cry Let me break it down for a minute There's enough room here for you and for me There's plenty of room for some humanity Hey folks, welcome back. Uh, Nube, are you there? Uh-oh, we can't hear you. Hold on one second, Nube. Let's see. Hello? Hi, can you Hi. hear me now? Yes, there you are. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, hello everyone out there, our wonderful listeners. Thank you again for joining us on this beautiful Thursday morning. Absolutely. Yeah, beyond and behind the bars, we welcome you. So how are you this morning, Landon? We have a wonderful guest with us, Amani. Yes, I'm really, truly excited about Amani being on. And, you know, uh, we spoke earlier. It's been crazy, but now I am here. I am present in a moment, and I am ready to um, learn some things. All right, fantastic. Okay, so... Um, everyone, we'll get started. Um, the first thing that I want to say, though, is please, we have this, uh, for California Prison Focus, we have this amazing, um, this generous donor has offered a $25,000 matching grant. So please go to prisons.org and make a donation. Each donation is doubled up to $25,000 until the end of the year, the end of um, December uh, 2019. So, uh, yes, please support us, people. Please, prisons.org. Okay, so we're going to get started. Um, so we have a wonderful guest with us today, Amani Sawari, who um, some of you may know if you've been um, listening in over the past year. 
And she is the national spokesperson for Jailhouse Lawyers Speak, which is a prisoner-led movement. And she is the 2019, if I have this right, I think it's 2019 Roddenberry Fellowship recipient. Um, And she's going to be here today to talk to us about... um, give us some context about the national prison strike, um, the right to vote that came out of that. And, um, yeah, we're just going to be in dialogue about what's happening and what's come before. So, um, hello, Amani. Hi, Nure. Hi, London. Thank you both for having me on. Thank you for making time for us. Absolutely. So, Amani, um, was it right? Is it 2019? Yes, I received the Roddenberry Fellowship this year. I am a fellow this year, and I'm super grateful. Yes. Congratulations. Super dope. Yes, it is. And you're just doing amazing work. It is so fantastic. So um, I would love to get started, Amani. Um, You and I met a couple of years ago um, when we were getting ready for the Millions for Prisoners Human Rights March that was going to happen in Washington, D.C., which you spoke at. And... um, I found out about you by reading your beautiful Solid Black Fist um, newsletter that you had. And, um, and then since then, the, the next year, um, uh, in 2018, is when the national prison strike happened because of what happened at um, Lee Correctional Facility in South Carolina. So for the listeners that may not know, would you mind just starting by giving kind of a brief background of, of that uh, rebellion and how it sparked the national prison strike, and then we'll go on from there. Yes. So April 15th, 2018 is when the Lee County massacre happened. A lot of people uh, might call it a conflict or a riot, but uh, I like to use the language massacre because a lot of people bled to death as a result of officials and staff uh, misconduct and neglect during the fights that were happening. So in Lee County, there was a lockdown that was occurring. And in the midst of a lockdown, prisoners are not allowed any visits, phone calls, uh, orders from commissary. They're not allowed to leave their rooms to shower or eat. Uh, They have to take bird baths from the, the sink that's in their room. They're housed with multiple people. And so often that creates conflict. Uh, but what really made the Lee County riot turn into a massacre was when gladiator switches occurred. And gladiator switches are when staff knowingly switch individuals from uh, cells that they're comfortable in to cells with rival groups. And so when that happens and you're not allowed to leave your cell and you are miserable because you're not allowed to call family, there's no relief of tensions that are building up, fights occur. And so Fighting occurred, and that went on for not one or two or a few hours. It went on for over seven hours before officials took uh, the time to come and intervene. And each hour, someone died. Bodies were stacked up at the gates. Prisoners were pleading for medical assistance, and no one intervened until uh, the full day uh, was over. And so... After that happened is when Jailhouse Lawyers Speak decided to organize the national prison strike. They knew that Lee County wasn't the only prison that this was happening at. Uh, Long-term lockdowns occur at prisons all over the country, and these types of conditions create really violent atmospheres. And when we have 
staff and officials that don't really care about the prisoner's humanity that they're supposed to be protecting, then oftentimes that can lead to unnecessary deaths. And so Jailhouse Lawyer Speak organized the national prison strike. They recruited me that summer to help them out as a national spokesperson. And I was able to really get the word out there and make sure that people knew about prisoner striking so that they could get a lot of attention. And they got the perfect amount of attention that year. That's fantastic. Would you, um, uh, yes. Um, I remember all of that. Do, would you also just um, quickly, for the listeners, also um, talk about who Jailhouse Lawyers Speak is? Yes, Jailhouse Lawyers Speak is a group of incarcerated activists. So Jailhouse Lawyers is a job that a person, uh, an incarcerated person can do to be a peer advocate to help uh, other people uh, in their population with their legal cases, with custody cases, with child support cases. They are the lawyers inside of the prison providing legal resources, documents, help with drafting documents and contracts. So they provide support on a legal level. Jailhouse lawyers speak, go above and beyond that call, and they want to help their peers with uh, organizing on behalf of um, each other and helping each other out when it comes to uh, figuring out how they can be recognized as humans by staff. Oftentimes, staff might uh, take away privileges um, in mass. There might be an abuse that occurs, a riot, a massacre. And Jailhouse Lawyers Speak is a group of individuals that have decided, I don't care what the threats are. I don't care about the threat of retaliation. I want to help uh, my comrades work together and work on with organizers on the outside like myself, like yourself, Nube, uh, like Millions for Prisoners and California Prison Focus so that we can get attention on the outside of what's happening on the inside. So JLS is a group of activists central in South Carolina. They have groups all over the country. They have groups in California, Michigan, Illinois, all over. Um, and they all work together to make sure that people on the outside know about the injustices and the violence that's happening on the inside. And whenever there's a strike or something happening on the, on the inside, they try to get people to know what's going on so that they can get some sort of officials or uh, outside support to intervene and resolve that. Thank you. And thank you so I'm. I'm I'm so grateful as well as you are that you are their national spokesperson out here. You're so articulate, and um, I hope the listeners um, are just completely fascinated about what's happening because I I think that term that you used, first of all, um, also thank you for highlighting language. Language is so important, and yes, what... um, much of the time, the reason that prisoners are rising up is because there is some kind of violence or abuse that's being that's being taken place that is that is allowed and that is um, that is under repressed conditions that um, spark this violence, and so that they rise up themselves to to organize and activate um, the change that's necessary is really important, and so. Talking about and then the the uh, the idea of um, elevating their humanity for themselves that we need to recognize out here that that work is being done inside and 
we out here, this is our opportunity. So listen up, folks, around how we can be a part of um, supporting this work that the folks on the inside are doing, listening to them, um, and uh, how we can join here on the outside. So thank you so much, Amani, for giving that background. So here we are um, Can I ask now. a quick question? So, Sure, sure. Um, sorry. sorry. So how does, um, you said that you have, that you all are located across the United States. Is that correct? Are there yes. different groups? Okay, so how is, like, if there's, if you guys, if there's a certain, because I'm formerly incarcerated, and I would have loved to know, you know, about groups like this and so forth. So if someone doesn't know about you all, can they write to you all and apply for a job position? Like, how does that work? Yes, Jailhouse Lawyers Speak, they have branches uh, all over the country, and people can become a part of Jailhouse Lawyers Speak. Even if they're not a jailhouse lawyer, they can be a representative on their uh, campus, on their prison ground. Um, jailhouse Lawyers Speak does take, they have their initiative, and they do take uh, requests from people all over the country that are incarcerated. Anyone who's on the inside and they want to write JLS directly, they have a secure P.O. box that is checked by an outside organizer, so please feel free um, to write your details and write what's going on. Just write Jailhouse Lawyers Speak at P.O. Box 1076, Nightdale, North Carolina, 27545. Awesome. And so I have a, I have a, um, I have a curiosity. Has the um, Do you often see, like, are you guys... Do you guys deal with any women's facilities? Um, I'm curious if the women um, join up, up, you know, in this movement as well, because I know, like, a lot of us, um, what we call jailhouse lawyers, are very relevant, and you know, and yeah, I would have just loved to know about you guys. So I'm just curious, do the women get involved as well? Yes, women do get involved. Women definitely are an underrepresented population when it comes to talking about incarcerated activists. Mm -hmm. uh, women, there definitely aren't as many uh, women that are involved in JLS, but there are women that are involved, and I want to encourage women that are incarcerated to become involved in JLS, uh, not to be afraid to reach out to us, even if you have a question, because we do really want to list up the voices of incarcerated women. We actually had um, a woman in Michigan who helped to organize a reform panel that we had um, at the Black Madonna Church, and she did share some of the issues that are uh, very unique to being an incarcerated woman, such as not getting uh, the hygiene products that they needed, not getting as many of the products that they needed. And these issues need to be lifted up, and we need more women to be at the center when it comes to these topics. We know that resistance is ongoing in both male and female facilities, and I want to make sure that I'm speaking on behalf of both groups. Yes, we do have women that are involved, and we do encourage women to get involved and also reach out to us via that P.O. box. Awesome. Or um, if you have someone on the outside that can reach out to me directly on Twitter, uh, Instagram, on both, it's at SawariMe, or by email, AmaniSawari at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. That, is, that, that was a, such an important question, um, London. Thank you for that. And that, yes, and it's the same thing, um, you know, with the elevating the women's voices is so, is so important because, as we know, that population, um, you know, the, 
there are more women now being incarcerated. There are still more men that are incarcerated, but women are being incarcerated at a faster rate right now. Yes. So, yeah, so it's, it's really, really important. And we're trying to do the same thing with um, our Prison Focus magazine. We're trying to, you know, share, getting, um, getting more women's voices in. And the same thing, you know, like sharing our, our, our media outlets, right, and our journalistic outlets for that. That's, that's so important. Um, yeah, and I just have so, yeah. like I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. So you were saying that during this whole situation that there were bodies that were like piling up outside the like outside the prison, you know, due to right at the gate of the prison. So just... people were bleeding out, and prisoners were trying to get officials' attention on the outside by stacking those bodies and saying, "Hey, look at all these people that need medical attention." If you're afraid to come in here, we drag them to the edge so that you can take them to the hospital and still no one intervened Mm. yes and hence a national prison strike that actually um created 10 demands because of the incredible abuses and injustices that are taking place within our presence, our prisons, like you said, Amani, and, and you know, um, London, um, throughout the United States. And California, unfortunately, is one of the worst. And talking about um, um, putting together cellmates that um, are, are not necessarily um, ideal, we're doing the same thing. They're emerging yards. They're putting together people um, uh, that have sensitive needs or especially a sensitive need yards and general population. And so we're having problems here in California as well. Um, and that's a big issue that we are dealing with. So with that said, um, now, so we are here. It's the first year anniversary of the national prison strike. And at some point I do want to read the 10 demands. But um, out of those 10 demands, there was a 10th demand was, was the right to vote. And it reads, the, the voting rights of all confined citizens serving prison sentences, pretrial detainees, and so-called ex-felons must be counted. Representation is demanded. All voices count. And after we had made some, uh, like you said, um, Amani, talk about how, about the media coverage of the, the national prison strike, um, and, and what those, uh, what those demands, um, kind of engendered and and then um, where we are with um, what came out of that with the right to vote. Yes. So the national prison strike was an incredible opportunity for people on both sides of the wall to see prisoners' capacity for solidarity and organizing across state lines and even internationally. We saw states, 22 states participate in the national prison strike by either refusing to go into work assignments, refusing to purchase from commissary, uh, doing sit-ins, refusing to uh, purchase and boycott the phones. We saw people participating by refusing to spend their money in the system that was oppressing them and that wasn't serving them adequately. So people were very, very uh, drawn into what prisoners wanted because they saw this happening across so many regions of the country. And we were able to calculate that 22 states participated because we got letters from people in at least 35 
regions of the country, 35 different prisons, but we know that it's even more widespread than that um, because there are a lot of people whose mail was censored, who weren't able to uh, connect with us directly, but we really want to lift up those 22 states and those um, 35 prisons. Uh, so in addition to that, we were able to see a shift in the way that people thought about what a prison strike was. Uh, historically, we've seen prison riots as just moments of chaos, something that we really need to silence, stray away from, and not encourage. But the national prison strike was really elevated beyond that. Now we were beginning to see prison strikes as a legitimate form of presenting complaints. Prisoners were able to have this outlet and this voice. And the wider that they connected with one another across uh, state lines, the more recognized and the more legitimate their actions were being seen as. And so now people were saying, what do prisoners want? There, there obviously is a problem if there are hundreds of people that are refusing to go into work that are actually not just risking their job assignments, but risking their privilege status and risking their lives as a result of refusing to go into work. Uh, some people were thrown into solitary confinement. Some people were moved across state lines. So people were really trying to understand what it was that prisoners wanted, and the demands were reported on in, in mainstream media from um, BBC to Democracy Now! at the opportunity of presenting on Democracy Now! on August 21st, where we were able to let people know that prisoners were striking across the country. We got solidarity from uh, prisoners in Nova Scotia, Canada, in Germany, um, pr Palestinian prisoners that were held captive in Israel sent letters of support. So this was not only changing the narrative for people in America, but this was inspiring people uh, internationally. So it was really exciting to see. And you read off the 10th demand. That demand was actually seen as the most radical. People were saying, yeah, they should have Pell Grants. They should have um, better conditions. But the right to vote, that's crazy. And <laughs> it was interesting right? to see that the right to vote was, was, has gotten the most movement in the legislature. Right. So the right to vote was the first thing that was picked up uh, by presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. Senator Sanders actually picked this up and made this a part of his presidential platform. And now right. more recently, yes, going, he, and he basically kind of co-opted the, 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 the demands, yes. you know, without giving credit. I mean, uh, credit to him for bringing it up. But it would have mm -hmm. been really great if he would have elevated the voices of those that actually created the demands. Because yes, but still yes. Sorry, so I had to just interject there. <laughs> no, yes, no, that's perfect. He first took on the right to vote demand, and just this past Sunday he debuted his criminal justice reform proposal, which, as you just said, has all of the demands within it. You know, not crafted in the exact same wording, right. but very, very surprising and interesting that each one is definitely represented. So in one year, we saw these demands go from being prison strike demands, uh, too radical, too much, something we weren't ready for, um, to being a part of a presidential platform, to being lifted up to the point of this is something that we need, to people recognizing that incarcerated voices are ones that we need to have counted within our democracy. And now, 
Bernie Sanders' proposal, um, he is definitely taking on um, giving prisoners a living wage for their labor, ending prison slavery, ending solitary confinement, um, restoring the right to vote, and ending unconstitutional gerrymandering. So, um, and decriminalizing things like truancy and sex work. So, it's incredible to see how he's been able to put those demands into his proposal. And I really want people on on the inside especially to understand how important their voice is and to get creative about making sure that people know uh, what their demands are on the outside because political officials are listening, especially right now. They're trying to figure out what they can do for this incarcerated population, millions of people, and they even... Upon that, more millions of people who are connected to those people that are very concerned with how uh, our nation's prisons are going to transform as a result of this new candidate. We need to not just see an end to mass incarceration. We need to see decarceration happening. We need to see more people coming out of prison, and we need to see policies that will make sure that our prison populations are not not even cut in half, cut down dramatically, exponentially, because we all know that the way that it grew was exponential. Absolutely. And also, um, it's... And Cutting it down, but also um, things need to change in terms of people going in. So mm-hmm. we want people coming out, but we also want less people going in. But I think really what you're saying, the essence of this really is that the, the prisoners' voices are, are the ones that need to be out in front and are the ones that are making the change. I mean, if you have 2 million people that are incarcerated, 4 million people on parole, 20 million people with a felony conviction, I mean, this is a huge constituency of people that that um, when their voices are going to get heard and as and, and you're right I mean the momentum is definitely moving forward and it's going to it, it is going to I think be the game changer in terms of what these these politicians need to be putting forth and I do you see people having more courage are you seeing that out here people being able to speak up more I mean we just had the big um, the um, the hearings for, for reparations right. Yeah, um, and so we're talking more about reparations. We're talking about. Um, and so, do you see? Do you see people having more courage to align with, speak up about these issues around, um, well, modern day slavery? Yes, definitely. Because when people see that prisoners' voices are being heard, it raises the bar for everyone. I believe that prisoners are the most marginalized class in our society. So when we see the most marginalized class in our society being lifted up and being courageous enough to stand up, then all of us feel like we have have a stronger voice. And I just want to lift up uh, the inmates at Wagash Valley Correctional Facility in Indiana who are currently on hunger strike because resistance is ongoing. Um, Right. It's not, it didn't stop at the national prison strike, and it's not going to stop until abolition occurs. And so prisoners were definitely inspired across the country, even if they didn't hear about the strike until after it happened, knowing that so many prisoners were able to unify in demands and unify in action, inspired people on both sides of the wall to, to be a part of this movement and to stand up and to voice their concerns to legislators. Fantastic. Well, I, that just, I feel like that's a, such a great um, segue into talking about the National Right to Vote campaign. And um, I know you and London will definitely have a lot to say about that because, London, you're, you're working so um, intimately with ACA6 here in, 
California. So, um, yeah, just let's, let's talk about the right to vote campaign. And this radical demand. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Well, you know, with the, the the beauty of it all is that you like uh, just like you are was saying, just seeing the um, people are starting to be woke. That's what I'm seeing across, not just in California, um, but across the United States, you know, with Bernie Sanders, you know, you know, where he stands with things. And, you know, you have Florida and you have Arizona, you have all these states that are like um who are now starting to say, okay, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Like, and it's just so crazy that it's it's, it's going on so long. You know, um, like I, I when I go to do these legislative visits about ACA six, and um, they're like, oh yeah, we already know about this, and I'm like, yeah, but did you know that? Like, I'm current. I just myself um, am formerly incarcerated. I've done actually more time than this person sitting next to me. They're formerly incarcerated, um, but I can vote and they can't vote. But I can vote just because I've done federal time versus this person has done state time. And um, a lot of them can't explain that. And it's just like uh, I'm so happy. The The blessing is seeing like the, you know, people being awoke and um, joining this fight, because just like when Florida went through their fight, and they won, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, you can vote if you're on parole, but if you don't have, if you have to um, pay off your fines first, you can't have any fees, and it's, you know, and it's just that whole, you know, still, you know, it's being sorely. It's true. Well, this, you know, the, the power structure is going to try and maintain the status quo, but I think you're right, um, London, that more people are getting woke, more, more people are getting on board, and um, and they're having to explain, and you all are here helping to explain, like, what's really going on, and the general public is getting to know. So where are we at? Where are we at with, the, with um, ACA 6 and the right to vote? campaign. Let's start with the, the, the national campaign, the right to vote. Okay. So the right to vote campaign, California is definitely a part of it. They are a pillar in our campaign. And ECA Justice has done an amazing job um, helping to lift up this movement, uh, along with California's ACA 6. There's also um, Washington State. Washington State has a bill to reenfranchise people in community custody, which is just Washington's version of probation and parole. Um, there's also uh, New Mexico. They uh, attempted to reenfranchise people in prison. They actually went to the legislative hearing in March and uh, negotiated down to people that were in community custody on probation and parole and are fighting for that. We've got people in uh, Massachusetts that are actually collecting signatures and canvassing to restore the voting rights of people who are in prison because right now they're in their state once you're released you you automatically have your voting rights back which is where the majority of states are right now uh, we've also got new jersey fighting for people's votes while they're in prison uh and then illinois actually yesterday senate bill 2090 was signed uh into law by the governor so along Ooh. with that bill yeah it was amazing to see so now uh Illinois made national history by making uh, their largest jail, Cook County Jail, a permanent polling location. So now pretrial detainees have uh, their voting rights protected. Those who are eligible to vote in the state of Illinois while they're in jail at Cook County Jail 
have their voting rights protected. Uh, out of the 102 county uh, counties, there are only six counties in Illinois that were facilitating some sort of uh, process for people who are eligible to vote to get their ballot. So it's obvious that just because people are eligible to vote while they're incarcerated doesn't mean that those voting rights are protected. And so what 2090 does is mandate that the corrections department make sure that those ballots are getting to those pretrial detainees because right now we're seeing arrest being used as a tool for sorting certain communities political power if you can arrest somebody even if they're not guilty you can get them sitting in prison you can keep them from participating in elections and our country should not be working that way if people are eligible to vote they should be able to exercise that right and so we've got people all over the country that are a part of the Right to Vote campaign, and this 10th demand that was seen as just being too much has become too much. Everybody's getting involved. If your state doesn't have a bill introduced, please get it on the table. Um, we are open to you being a part of the campaign because we move forward faster together, and so we're really excited to see all the work that's happening, and right now, and I'm sure Lennon can speak to this with more details, but California's ACA 6 is currently um, awaiting being voted on within the assembly. So please call in to your assembly member, your local representative, and let them know that you stand in favor of ACA 6 and reenfranchising people on parole. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so we were actually it. supposed to be seen on the floor today. ACA six was supposed to be seen on the floor today, but it's been moved mm -hmm. to Monday. So if anybody is available, please come down there. It's at um, nine a.m. Um, we'll post it on our website at Legal Services for Prisoners with Children org, and um, let you guys know the exact time. Um, but it's definitely this is where it's really important to fill those seats up with um, people in support. Absolutely. And, um, and to make those calls, um, right, to make those calls to our legislators and letting them know that the public out here, that we, we have a demand that we want this to happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, London, um, yeah, how, um, say again, how people can get in touch with you, and then um, how do we make it easy for people, because sometimes they don't know who their legislator is, and so they don't know who to call. Do you by chance have any of that um, listed on your website, or is there a way that people can, um, we can help make it easier for them? Absolutely. So uh, we do have it on, I just said the whole name, but it's actually uh, prisonerswithchildren.org. But um, the easy way that when I'm helping folks, if I'm um, on the phone with them, a quick search for me is actually just to do it through Google. I personally just ask Google, and it pops right up. Oh, you know, fantastic. So I say, okay. who's the assembly member for, um, you know, whatever. And, yep, it pops right up. It's the easy way for me. Okay, fantastic, people. Yes, um, I hope you're hearing this because... It is really important This this work has been done by folks on the inside and in collaboration with people here on the outside. We really, really need your support for sure. Um, uh, and I just want to explain really quick that ACA 6 is Sorry. a constitutional amendment. And so just so ah. folks kind of understand that is that what we're the fight is right now is so that we can get it on the ballot. Right. And so that's where you guys will vote on it. And so and this is a whole like this is huge. This is not just a, uh, you know, like it's a, it's a slightly different process than getting just 
passing a law. This is an actual constitutional amendment. And so we are oh. very like heavy into the fight. It, it's 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 looking great. And, you know, um, we just had a press conference last week on it. And just the amount of folks that were supporting it as far as um, um, just members of the House and just saying that, hey, like California needs to catch up. And so um, but we are still definitely deep into the fight. That's great. Okay, so we are creating something that we're actually going to be able to vote on as become a constitutional amendment. Wow. Okay, yeah, this is a big fight. Um, please, again, folks, make sure that you are involved. Um, these are our community members that we want to be um, voting with us. They should have the right to vote. So, um, yeah, this is, this is serious business, and, and kudos and congratulations for all the progress that has been made on, on ACA6. When again, um, say again, London, what's happening on Monday? Um, Monday, uh, there, there's going to be a floor vote. And so, yeah, and we'll post it up on our website, and I'm sure that Initiate Justice... Um, Dot org, all of those, like, we're all in a coalition together. So um, just visit one of those websites and just the timing. Of course, we go early because those seats fill up fast. And, again, though, just like you said, New Bay, just even writing in and calling in makes a difference as well. But we'll be there Monday. Wow. This is great. And what step in the process is this? So they're, they're taking a vote on Monday. So you're trying to just, so it's, it's there to support them voting to move this forward. Is that correct? Right. Do, uh, do okay. you by any chance, I don't want to, it's very confusing to me actually as far as okay. the, um, the whole, because our other bills are not like this. So again, the, the constitu- this one has to go through way more steps than the other bills that we've been doing. So Aswari, do you, are you familiar with the process? Yes. So, um, and Initiate Justice has a great graphic to show each step in the process for the step to passing this bill. And uh, it's made it through the Elections Committee. It's made it through the Appropriations Committee. So it it was passed. Uh, And now the third stage is the Assembly Floor. So after it passes the Assembly Floor, it would have made it through the entire Assembly process. And then it moves over to the Senate process. So it's going to go through the Elections Committee, the Appropriations Committee, and then the Senate floor before it's able to get on the ballot to uh, be voted on by voters. Okay. Great. Fantastic. This is all fantastic. It really comes down to people. We need to support this. We need to get it through all of these phases, um, and people are on the ground making this happen. So, yes, please please support. Um, Amani, thank you so much for joining us. Is there any last, um, uh, yes, you have any last words that you would like to say? How, again, how people can get in touch with you? Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so my social media is at Sawari Me, uh, and you can always find my writings and articles and updates on the National Right to Vote campaign at SawariMe.org. That's S-A-W-A-R-I-M-I.org. Also, uh, this weekend, I'll be speaking at Ben the Bar's conference. So if you're in Michigan or happen to be in Lansing, please feel free to come through. I'll be talking about uh, the Right to Vote campaign and the National Print Strike. Uh, and then on the 27th, 
there's going to be a free webinar with Embrace Race, and we'll be talking about incarcerated parents uh, and children and how parents have to find creative ways to be involved in their children's lives when they're incarcerated. So if you're looking for me, you can, uh, again, that's Sawarimi. Yes, and I'm looking at your website right now. This is very informative, very, very nice. Thank you so much, London. I appreciate it. I agree. I agree. Um, well, thank you so much. Um, I want you to have the last word. So I maybe will read the National Prison Strike Demands. Um, are we going to take a, after we take a, um, let's take a music break, maybe. Um, Ramani, well, actually, thank we don't you have so time, so we could just go ahead and oh. just, yep, go into the next Okay, part. fantastic. Okay. Um, Amani, thank you so much. We will definitely keep up with you, folks. Don't um, you know? Hesitate to get in touch with Sawarimi and go to her website, sawarimi.org. It's been great having you. Thank you both. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So yes, London, you are right. We we are we are at that time. So we have some. Some, some special news today that um, we wanted to let our, our listeners know about. Oh, yes. It's so funny. I'm like, oh, what? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And I just, I, and um, before, I, I guess before that, I just, um, it's so wonderful being in conversation with you um, and um, having you, have you met Amani before? I have not. Well, okay, honestly, so. it, it, it's a lot of us. I, I'm not sure. We might have um, been in the same <laughs> space before, um, but, yeah, not to my recollection. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm glad that you um, all got an opportunity at least to meet um, in this way, and hopefully um, she will be coming out this way and you two will meet. Or who knows? You may do, you're doing amazing work. You may be traveling to other states, doing, doing amazing things as well, and hopefully the two of you will meet in person. So um, I'm glad that we got this opportunity, and I just I love all, you know, that, that you contribute. You are just an amazing, strong woman, um, just full of so much talent and vivaciousness. Um, so I just wanted to tell you that. Well, thank you, sis. Thank you, Nube. I just appreciate <laughs> your... Just your kindness and your motivation and just helping me through this transition. And so um, the news that we were talking about, folks, is that actually this is going to be my last day in the studio um, working with Prison Focus. And I just want to take this opportunity to just thank you for Prison Focus for just allowing me to have this opportunity um, to gain the knowledge and wisdom I'm learning this board and you guys just like hanging there in there with me and rooting me on while you know we had those moments of dead air radio space and you know technical difficulties and just figuring it out um, as most of y'all know um, I just came home from a little bit over eight years sentence and um, just you know first time on the west coast in 20 years and and I'm a policy fellow at uh, Legal Services for Prisoners with Children. Um, all of us are none. And um, and I've started my own business. And it's just, I just appreciate the opportunity. And now it's just time for me to transition and um, 
just focus on some other things that I have going on. But again, I just look forward to tapping in with you guys. And this has been such, 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 such a blessing and amazing opportunity for me. London, it has been so awesome working with you. I'm getting a little teary because I am going to miss you so much. I, I love what um, I love what we've been doing. And I also, I really, really want to hear from the listeners out there because um, I want some feedback about, about what we've been doing. And um, you're um, amazing, London. So please contact me at newdayatprisons.org and give us some feedback. Give me some feedback, please. But, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss you. But um, before I talk about something else, um, I, I want you, can you, I want, do you mind sharing, like, some of the things that you're going to be doing? I mean, you, again, you are just, you're a real go-getter, and you're really putting yourself out there. I feel like you are just taking your freedom and everything that you've learned along the way, and you are just moving forward with just such strength and beauty. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit about what it is that you are moving towards, and congratulations, of course, on your, your you know, being a policy fellow at this amazing organization. Um, they, you fit right in, being amazing yourself. Um, and then, of course, I would love to, um, you know, just have an interview with you, you know, in the very near future to talk more. But, yeah, would you mind sharing some of the stuff that you're going to be doing? Well, sure, Nive, thank you. And just thank you so much for all those kind words and those motivation because, you know, just being in this space, you know, I won't be here, you know, maybe physically in a ready at the station, but a lot of us, you know, we're we're in the same fight. We're in a movement. We all play our parts and use our strengths and to fight this great cause, you know, this this necessary uh very necessary change. So, of course, you know, I'm be still there rocking out with Liberate the Cage Voices and um, <laughs> and just, you know, just whatever I, it needs to be done and I can be there, I will be there. Um, but, yeah, so um, right now, uh, still being a policy fellow, working at the um, Legal Services of Prisons with Children and just truly enjoying that job and, and the blessing, the opportunity, because I didn't know about policy work. I wasn't really into it prior to my incarceration. And I'm just fortunate to be in a space where um, they teach me and they elevate me and they encourage me. And just like, uh, you know, you all and everything like and all the folks that we're, we've been interviewing, everybody new bay that we have interviewed coming home has is doing amazing things. Like every single person that we have spoken with since I've been on the show is just doing, and those are just the people that we hear on the show, but I meet people daily who are just mm-hmm. doing phenomenal things. And it's just, and I want to do my part as well. And for me, my personal part is, um, you know, when I went down when I was 23, I got locked up when I was 23 and I came out as uh, when I was 32. And, um, I just I wrote a book while I was down and which is oh. titled uh, The Price That You Pay. But before I debut my whatever my book and just working on that process of getting it published, 
I've been building a platform and this platform just means a lot to me because it's a motivational platform and it's just encouraging folks to uh, chase their dreams. Uh, my platform, you can find me on Instagram at startin' underscore with underscore London or you can watch my YouTube channel videos which is starting over with London. And it's just me just being honest what it looks like of me just chasing my dreams and starting all over. And I just encourage um, anybody but focuses on the women is just that you can it's never too late to chase your dreams. It's never too late to start over. And it's not just starting all over from prison. It could be from a bad breakup, it could be loss of job or whatever, just wanting something new. And I just uh, truly been blessed since I've been out to uh, feel what. Uh, women empowerment is and sisterhood is and it's just me extending that um I focus my I have a like a special place in my heart for just the young adults the youth and so forth and I feel like if I can motivate them to chase their dreams and what that actually looks like you know the rough days not just you know the good days and you know oftentimes we see the destination but we don't see folks journey you know when I came out I had two outfits to my name um to my in my belongings and under a hundred dollars and and it's just making it work and and humbling myself and I and I, um, you know, what does beauty look like? Not focus on the physical, but the the inner beauty, you know, all those things. And I'm just building and uh, trying to build a platform that just encourages folks and um, going under my company name, which is called Unstoppable Vision, because it means just never let anything get in, in the way of your dreams, your vision. You know, you just, you know, you just go for what you know and you just fight for it. And I, I speak from it from a vulnerable place. And um, that's how I feel like, I can just do my part in this fight. So, yeah, that's my focus. Wow. And what a beautiful focus. I mean, we have to take care of ourselves and and uplift ourselves and, and be our best selves, right, so that we can be our best for the people around us. So we first have to be the best for ourselves. And you deserve it. It's beautiful what you're, what you're going after. So... Um, and I commend you. And I also want folks to know that you are moving on to bigger things, but um, we are going to have you on every, every month or whatever, whatever it looks like to, um, like you said, just, just let folks know, give the updates about what's happening um, in your, uh, you know, the, the criminal justice work that you're doing through um, legal services with prisoners with children and all of us are none. So folks will be hearing from you. So don't worry because I know everyone else is going to be missing you, London. But we are going to have her on. We're going to have you on um, uh, to, to do regular updates. So we will definitely be staying in contact. And um, tell us again how people can reach you. And like you said, it is, um, is female-focused. Is that correct? Yes, but the the men have been heavily on the page, and it's really cool. It's just, you know, and just nice. that support as well, you know, and what that looks like. So that's been super, super, super cool. So, yeah, it's, uh, again, you can um, find me on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and just put in the search engine, um, starting over with London, and it'll pop right up. Or my Instagram, it, which is starting with London underscore between each word. 
And yeah, this is our show. And Nube, I just thank you for that sisterhood, that strength and that empowerment, because I want you to know that those are the types of things right there when you're just speaking life over me and and uh, supporting me. That's what that's what that's the love right there. That's what a part of helps keep me going. And I just want to thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing to say. And one last, that is exactly what the folks behind the walls need as well. Yes, absolutely. They need that as well. So anything that compromises that is not okay. Not okay. Well, Nube, this is our show. And, you know, uh, August 31st at the 4400 and Market Street, we're having a block party where New Bay, Prison Focus, all of us will be out there. It's going to be food, lots of stuff for the kids, um, live entertainment. So you should come join us and we can get some feedback there too. Yes. <laughs> Have a good one, New Bay. All right. You too. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, everyone. Those behind the wall. Oh, yeah. Call again and I'll answer. Before heard some old folks talking about you like it was the Lord. Call again and I'll answer. Oh, yeah. Call again and I'll answer. I say, Freedom, you must hang out amongst the stars. It's kind of hard for you in a world like ours. We talk about you night and day. Sir.